0: The first thing I want to get to is the budget. Now, the budget is coming very soon and the tax strategy papers were released yesterday. These are papers drawn up by senior civil servants and they give a kind of broad outline of the options for the government for the budget. And as you know, around this time of the year, they'll start to fly a few kites. In other words, they leak on purpose a few bits and pieces to see how it goes down with the general public. And of course, Budget 2024 will be published in October. Now, we heard in the news today that many groups have opinions about what the next budget should be and should not include. Social Justice Ireland is an independent thing Tank and a Justice Advocacy Organization, and they are looking for a permanent changes to the tax system rather than one-off payments we saw last year. They say these one-off payments did not help the marginalized. One group, or I should I say, one change the group is seeking is a twenty-five euro a week increase in the core social welfare rates. However, this is estimated to cost the state more than 1.7 billion euro next year. So is it really realistic? CEO of Social Justice Ireland, Sean Healy, uh, joins me now on the line. Sean, good afternoon. Good evening to you. I do apologise. Good evening to you. Can you do, hear me? I, I can hear you now, Sean. Sorry. Oh,
1: uh, good. I can hear you there all the time. No problem.
0: <laughs> no, it's late at night. The, the eyes are starting to close, Sean. I put the wrong fader up. I put the wrong fader <laughs> I
1: can understand that. No problem at all.
0: Sean, I mean... Look, there is no doubt that we need to do more for people, particularly when we're going through, I suppose, the crisis, we're currently at the cost of living crisis that we're going through. Yep. So the the gap between the, the kind of wealthy and the unwealthy or the poor is getting wider and wider. And people who are kind of in the middle ground are now in the poverty trap, like very under. So we have to do something for people. But is it realistic to expect, you know... of the population, I think, is the the unemployment rate at the moment, for example. And I know there are other other benefits you're talking about too, social welfare benefits. But is it realistic to to spend that much money, you know, on a small amount when we could do a lot more with that 1.7 billion?
1: Well, basically it depends on what kind of society we want. At the end of the day, uh, what we're looking at is a situation where... um, Ireland has Ireland is doing extremely well in many ways mm-hmm. uh, the economy is flying unemployment is down at 3.8% the lowest it's ever been that's really full employment because by you know because there's always people on transit from one job to another or they've just lived, finished their time in school or in college or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they're like 3.8% unemployment. Yeah, if is, you want is, is, a job.
0: In other words, if you want a job, there's a job out there for job. you somewhere.
1: That's right. On one condition that, that you have the skills to do it. That's yeah. the one because the, the, the actual skills required to do jobs are rising all the time. And Mm. not everybody has those skills. But anyway, uh, the bottom line though is that there's still 671,000 people uh, at risk of poverty in Ireland. And uh, that's the that's not us saying that now. That's the government's own uh, statistical office, the CSO as they call it, called the Central Statistics Office, and they have just that's their most recent number. And of those 671,000, 188,000 are children, and there's been a very substantial rise as well in the last uh, year or two among the people who are older. That they hmm. the, the poverty is rising there as well. So all we're suggesting, like it might sound crazy, but in actual no, fact, it, it, no it doesn't sound say,
0: crazy. I just I'm, I'm wondering, do we have the budget for it? But go on, it doesn't oh, sound yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, what we're trying to do is just basically say, not to make any big dent in it, but just hold less so other to keep the situation the way it is. In other words, to keep people able to purchase. The same next year as they're purchasing this year. Like, if you look at what happens in the last budget, you see the problem uh, in, in action, really, of why the government got it wrong. Uh, what they did was they gave tax cuts uh, to the better off, which were permanent changes. And okay, people might feel that they should have got more, but they have whatever they got, they kept and they continue to keep. On the other side, uh, the people who are, at, are depending on core welfare. Rates, they and they they're basically stuck because they didn't get the same. They didn't get what was required just to keep them where they were. That would have required an increase last in the last budget of 20 euro a week. They got 12, and then they got a few one-off payments. But the problem was the one-off payments. They're very welcome when they actually arrive first, but obviously when they're gone they're gone oh yeah they got go so, with a bill
0: or something an electricity bill or something yeah
1: exactly and, and that's what they're meant to mean are meant to get and whatever and, and the result then is that uh, the, those people are worse off today than they were 12 months ago they, they the money they had they get today doesn't purchase as much as it did as the, their money that they had Twelve months ago, well, would it or not be better?
0: Here, here's the thing, okay, and and I yep. do feel I'm really, really sorry for people who are marginalised or people who are on the verge of poverty. And there are many people, by the way, who we don't even realise are on the verge of poverty. People who that's are working, true, true. who have but a mortgage or childcare costs, and all that. Well, kind of about 130,000
1: yeah. people actually have a job, but they're still living in households in poverty.
0: The yes. idea that people, and it, it always blows my mind. I'm lucky in a sense that I have a job that pays me reasonably well. I'm not working in RTE by any stretch of the imagination, but it pays me reasonably well. But it always, you know, it shocks me that people can work a 40-hour week on minimum wage and survive in this country because I know how expensive it is to live. And I know like Mm -hmm. anybody else, even though I'm on a decent wage, I'm skint at the end of the month. So would it not answer us better to tackle that problem, people's salary? In other words, the cost of living has gone up. Not only the government say nine point something percent; it's more than that. For the, realistically, for people, the cost of living in the last year and a half has probably gone up by about twenty five percent. When you take into yep. consideration the cost of diesel and bills and electricity and everything else, so and their mortgage has gone up too. Would it not answer yep. us better to try and give people more money? To, and because that money goes back into the economy anyway.
1: We spend yeah, it, and the government get VAT absolutely. on it anyway. And it gets spent locally as well. Yes. so it's it's good. Yeah, and and I'd be all in favour of that. And one of the things that we have been pushing for for some time is that. The minimum wage should be replaced by a living wage. Mm. That a living wage would be money, a, a, a wage that would be accept uh, would get you a decent standard of living. Nothing nothing exceptional, but at least to get the minimum. And that actually is now more or less accepted by government. There's uh, the government has said they will bring in a living wage. They're talking Many about companies already
0: in, do. I mean, I know... Like they, do, they do, yeah. They do
1: absolutely in fairness. And, uh, but even with the government saying we'll bring in legislation that everybody... That the minimum wage will have to be the living wage uh, and that the living wage would be 60 or maybe 66%. The government's saying 60%. Whatever, uh, what, whatever happens
0: to... Yeah. Uh, sorry for interrupting you, but... I remember when I was a young man and I was working in a record shop back in 1981 or 82.
1: Mm-hmm. If I
0: remember rightly, it was called the National Wage Agreement uh, oh, at yeah. the time. Uh, you may remember that, Sean. Uh, I don't Absolutely. know how old you are if you're as old as I am. <laughs> but, but
1: I'm as old as you are. <laughs> so, okay,
0: so you remember the National Wage Agreement, which meant do, you, course, that yeah. everybody's wages went up with the cost of living. That's right, yeah. Uh, Olly, whatever, I thought that, is that not a good idea and why doesn't that happen anymore?
1: Well, what actually happened was with the crash in two thousand and eight. That sort of process of having uh, national wage agreements all the time, it crashed. It crashed for a while as well. But actually, there's it's coming back. I think, and at the moment there isn't. There is a national wage agreement that is going to be negotiated I think, later this year, that the trade unions and the employers and the government will negotiate a new national agreement for, on wages now just. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose what we would be arguing for is that other things are required as well that we need to negotiate. And it needs more than employers and trade unions and the government doing it. It needs organisations, the community and voluntary sector and so on. And so forth. Why? Because if you if you were... Sort of looking at what you need to 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 live, have a good life, uh, and to, li- to at least to have the basics. Certainly, you're looking also, not just at the job, but also at the services like education, healthcare, uh, public transport, those kinds of things, uh, and of course housing which is the most obvious thing that we have seen. We need, we need a situation in which the supply of housing is sufficient for, uh, to meet the demand. At the moment, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And the result is the price of housing has gone through the sky and out through the roof. And the, as a result, uh, like an awful lot of people who would have expected to be able to buy a house once, uh, you know, when they're they're renting. And a lot of people can't afford to rent uh, because there's a huge amount of government money uh, somewhere in the region of three billion a year that's actually going in to support people to rent. I, the, I believe housing, the figure is
0: thirty million for Dublin alone per month, which is a shocking amount of money going into private landlords. Of course,
1: exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It's the, the, the the housing assistance payments that they That's have, right. and and I mean the fact that it's there is good because otherwise people wouldn't be able to do it at all. Well, but they'd be far fair. better off. Mm. They'd be far better off if they built social housing and then be able to give yeah, those to people for That's the, the money magic wand Sean
0: isn't it because I mean like, look is. I mean every every government party now coming up close to the election next year is going to be promising well we assume it's next year is going to be promising you know we'll build so many houses so Sinn Féin we're talking about 120,000 houses I don't know where mm-hmm. they're going to get all the people to build these houses that's the problem we have is nobody to build well, them we did
1: but, uh, now we did that, like, when we were a poor country. Jeez, we're not a poor oh, country Oh, I know. Sean yeah, Lamass
0: did it back in the 1960s. You. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. You remember this. I and do. Like the, 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 and, 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 like, the situation was that we, even though we were a poor country, we put a bit of effort, a serious bit of effort into things that were essential, like housing. Now, they weren't necessarily the mansions and all that sort of stuff but they were good housing that mm. we had and every everybody had access to housing. But oh, they're still standing, the
0: my mother and father's house I mean, I mean they've
1: passed on a long time now but the house is still there and it's still but standing. Precisely, that's the story that's yeah. the exact story. And I think what we're talking about here like is that you need a number of different things like you need, you need a, a good economy, a vibrant economy, but you also need services to support that economy because if you don't have the healthcare service, the education to to, to train up the, the, the labour force, uh, health to, to to support it, housing for their accommodation, uh, public transport for to get them around and so on, you're not going to have a vibrant economy. And not just that, then you have to look at that. That's that's basically there's a lot of services you pay for and so on. You've got to have a decent tax system, then a fair tax system. Now, when, when you talk about re- when,
0: when you talk about Sean, when you talk about changing the tax system. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a suggestion many years ago by Michael O'Leary and I remember uh, Lucinda Creighton when she was with Renew, do you remember that uh, party that didn't last very long? She had an idea and so did Michael O'Leary which is a very similar idea of reforming the tax system whereby we abolish tax credits, we abolish the tax free allowance system so to speak and everybody just paid 10% of their salary. It's a very simple system it's similar to what they're doing in the United Kingdom with the Universal Social Credit it's a kind of similar situation. Now it's not exactly what they were talking about but I think that would be a very fair and equitable idea that if everybody so in other words there'll be no dodging tax anymore there'll be no you know I, I'm talking about legally dodging it if everybody including businesses everybody had to pay 10% of everything they earned
1: I I suspect that that wouldn't be big enough to pay for the for the society that we actually have but but I'd, I certainly would believe that we need to change the tax system that we need to upgrade the tax system and one of the things I'd be in favour of in the long run, would be the intro- introduction of a universal basic income with universal basic services. Putting mm-hmm. that together, so the idea would be that instead of your, of your uh, you know, tax credits and instead of your welfare payments and so on, every everybody gets a basic payment from the state. Okay, and th- after that, there there's no like you pay standard tax. On everything that you earn. You Mm. get this payment, but then everything you earn, you pay a certain amount on it. But but that's not, not, not even over and above that. You get the money. No matter whether you're unemployed or not, you get the same that's right. money. But they, isn't isn't that's, that
0: what they do in, in the United Kingdom? They've replaced the social welfare system with a universal social credit system, which is not less really well, is it? It's that's, kind of like a single person is entitled to say five hundred a month or whatever it yeah. is up north. And once you go past that five hundred a month, they then reduce your payment by say sixty cent for every pound that you earn. It's it's that's, done. You know, in a, in a kind of incremental ma- manner, which that's
1: right. I think it's a very but fair I, I system. I think that's not the best thing to do. What you a better idea? I suggest you know just to, to think about it is a universal basic income, which is basically that you you pay everybody the level, we'll say, of it for talk's sake, just to say the the level of the the, the core welfare payment. Now. And they get that whether they have a job or don't have a job or whether they're retired or whatever. They might need a little bit more if they were retired, they they mm-hmm. get less if they're children, but obviously to go to the parents or the carers or yeah. the, the, the parents or whatever. But the bottom line in it is that everything you uh, that you earn then is taxed at a standard rate, okay? Yeah. Whatever that rate would be. and. The bottom line in that is that that's a much, I think, is a much fairer system, which is more appropriate to the modern world's economy. Because I think we're, we're still working with outdated Absolutely. systems in terms of how we Absolutely. pay people. Absolutely. I
0: agree with you. And, oh, yeah, the exactly. system is the system was built for the industrial revolution. I mean, it's Precisely. it's, it's Precisely. a dreadful system, and, and and it's it's open by the way to those who are making more money, avoiding paying uh, paying more tax and paying less tax. The ones the higher earners in this country actually pay less tax than some of the people who are in middle income. So I mean, Certain, yeah,
1: certainly so, as a percentage, that's true. Absolutely. Okay, and
0: the other thing as well that you're calling for as well is two hundred and ninety pounds and thirty cents single rate universal state social welfare pension, and yep. an increase in the living alone allowance by five quid a week. Uh, two hundred ninety. Yep. I think that's a fair price. I think that's a fair payment to give to somebody who has worked hard in this country all of their life.
1: That's right, and at the moment, you see, there's a lot of people don't don't get the full pension. They get a part of the pension because they didn't pay enough. They, they maybe they were off, uh, particularly women. it's completely unfair. Caring, yeah. Who are caring and something they, those kinds of things, and it therefore they don't matter. have access to it. Shouldn't matter. It should be absolutely everybody gets it. If you if you live to the to into into a retirement age, then I think you should get that, and that I, And I, I
0: completely agree with you. I don't agree with the idea of a contributory and non-contributory pension. I just don't agree with it at all. I think everybody yeah. should get the same amount of money, unless you have a private pension. That's your own business. Um, and that's a, that's a separate issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, now you also mentioned child benefit as well, and here's a sticky thorn subject in this country of course because our constitution protects all <laughs> the children so we can never abolish uh, child benefit but I suppose the British system again to look mm-hmm. at the British system if you owe, earn over if you have a family income of over 50,000 uh, sterling or it's actually 50,001 mm-hmm. I think sterling yep. in the UK you then have to start paying tax on child benefit and um, mm-hmm. is that a system that you'd be thinking of or a means tested system or but no. that's essentially means tested
1: the the, be, the best way I think we should look at is th- there's two ways there's two ways of kind of doing it. We can target uh, poor children in poor households, okay? And at the moment we pay them a certain we pay a certain amount of uh, money for each child, not a huge amount, but a certain amount. Now we can increase well, it's that. It's a generous, if we want. in
0: fairness, Sean. It's a generous amount by European standards.
1: Uh, I'm not so sure that it's that generous, but at least it, at least it's there. And uh, but the problem is this: if you increase it, it becomes more difficult for that uh, for that household to get one of them to get a job and to make it pay better than if they were on on the dole. Like there was a time twenty plus years ago when we used to have huge problems with unemployment traps and poverty mm-hmm. traps and all sorts of stuff. We spent years uh, getting rid of all of that stuff. And I, I think it's better if we're in the space today to, uh, if we have money at the, to, and we think we should be giving something for, for children, give it to child benefit. And then let that means that that payment will continue after the person gets the job. Uh, their, their children will still get the child benefit and therefore they don't lose out. So they don't have to be getting a huge income from their job to actually come off the dole now in actual fact we don't have a huge problem with that at the moment no problem at all really because we've such a small unemployment number but that's not going to stay that way forever No. the, the, the economy goes in cycles and that's the way that's going to go so we would say on child benefit it, it's, it is important to deal with child poverty give 50 euro a month increase in child benefit that that, make that's a, a big difference. increase isn't
0: it particularly it's, yeah, particularly, with it's a family that might have four or five kids You know, that, that's, that's going to cost the state a lot of money
1: it is, yeah, but at the same time, you see, overall, uh, again, you're talking about uh, a state. We 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 have to. We haven't w- adjusted very well to the ch- change, if you like, in our um, in our system. Uh, like that, that the country is doing so well compared to what it used to be. We're so used to low incomes and all of that sort of stuff, mm. that we, we actually think that what is basically a reasonable payment, we think it's very high. And as a result, we, I think we kind of get ourselves caught up in, in all sorts of things here. I mean, the bottom line that it is, uh, you know, there's 15% of all the kids in Ireland are living in poverty that needs to be broken. that's not, no, that's not a nice figure. And, and the, a, the a nice other figure. thing,
0: in relation to child benefit, do you believe there should be a cut-off point? When I say a cut-off point, legally we're not allowed to abolish it or we're not allowed to take it mm. away from people because mm. it's in the Constitution. But do you believe that it should be reduced, say, you know, I mean, should Michael O'Leary or Dennis O'Brien or these people <laughs> should, should they be getting well, child benefit, like because well, they are you know, currently? I imagine you know.
1: I mean, I, I know, I know, Michael O'Leary gave out about me. On, right. and I, remember, I remember hearing, he, I saw him on TV, and he couldn't remember my name, but he, it was quite clear who he was talking about. But he gave it out about me. But in actual fact, Michael O'Leary pays his taxes in Ireland, and I have the greatest respect for him because he he could just as well opt out the same way as others like. Mm. Like Dennis O'Brien or but didn't right he offer of to give eyes. back
0: the child benefit at one stage? Do you remember he, he offered did, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Did,
1: yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but 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 like okay, he was saying he didn't need it. But the bottom line for me is there's an awful lot of households where they depend a bit on that, and you know they and it makes a difference. It comes in keeping. A, 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 technically, it's a, it's a payment for the child. It's so not for the adults, but in actual fact, obviously, it contributes to the budget of the household. But the 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 idea, like if you were to if we were to give an increase of fifty. Euro uh, a month in child benefit to every child in the country, that would cost seven hundred and forty million. I would say that that's seven hundred and forty million well spent. in oh, yeah, and it, and, it go, um, and it
0: does go back into the economy. I know that it's just a money ground exactly. anyway. But but, exactly. but but you wouldn't be in favour of means testing because I'm going to be asking my no, listeners in a no, few minutes. No, no, no. would they be in favour of means testing child benefits? No.
1: James, the thing about, child, like about means testing, once you start getting into means testing, you're, you're going up a blind alley because it, what happens in effect is you get more and more and more resources put into means testing people. I think it's better to think in terms of let's put a floor under everybody. Don't have a, it doesn't have to be a high floor, but a floor enough to ensure that they can live life with basic dignity. If you can put that into place, have that as the target, get that into place, we can collect the tax to do it uh, we, we, we're a rich country now uh, but we are also a costly country like we're, we're the costliest country in Ireland uh, sorry in Europe, in Europe yeah. now like we're, we're, we're the average cost of living in Ireland is 145% of the European average that's the highest of any, in any country in, in the European Union there's something wrong with that we need to be tackling that head on and be able to deal with it there's one I, other I, thing I think,
0: think what most people are struggling with at the moment in this country yep. Sean is just the cost of living, the cost of energy, the cost yes, of buying a loaf of bread, the kind of you absolutely. know, buying a, a bottle of milk, everything,
1: everything even the, even the price of a pint went up again today.
0: Even my uh, even my nuggets in Burger King went up. Okay. <laughs> this, okay. When okay. I tell you during the year, I was I was swear really to God, I went into a garage and I noticed they'd gone up by fifty cents. They were normally four fifty and there were five. And I said uh-huh. to the guy, where did they put them up? And he said, oh, last week. I said, why did they put them up? He said, I think it's to do with the war in the Ukraine. I said, you're having a laugh. I
1: said, it's <laughs> nothing to do with the war in the Ukraine. I know. There's another group, though, that should also be looked after in the budget that aren't looked after properly. They're looked after a bit but uh, and that's carers. Yes, absolutely. Like, carers provide a huge service but to the They're saving state. the state a fortune. A fortune, precisely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely a fortune. And they're talking about caring for children, caring for older people, caring for people who are ill, care, caring for people with a disability, and like, all of those, uh, and that so many of them are doing it, not getting anything or next to nothing for it. We would suggest in the long run, you, you need some kind of a basic payment that goes to, them, a universal basic payment uh, that goes to People in, in in that space, and put obviously combine it the same way as I did earlier on when I was talking uh, universal basic income with the universal basic services, because people uh, carers need services in that space, uh, and I think we need to do a lot more in that area than we're actually doing at the moment. The Carers Association of Ireland does a great job, like in trying to look after carers and trying to represent carers and stuff, and. They they have made gains in recent years, but I think that it's time they got a serious gain in a budget. And what I would see as a serious gain would be in the next budget, pilot pilot universal basic income in the same way that they're currently piloting a universal basic income for artists, mm-hmm. which they started last year. That's right. I mean that's that's a very good idea. Most artists are almost no artists are making serious big money. Like so, okay, put it in that. Space. Likewise most carers like, are, are you know, they're, 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 they're always struggling like, yeah. because of just the fact that they're in that caring space. Yeah. So I, I, I think let them, let's them, let pilot a universal uh, basic income for them as well okay. uh, and bring it into the budget just to pilot it and we would see where it goes.
0: Well, this has been very interesting talking to you and I think we probably agree on most things with the exception of maybe one or two little bits. We could adjust <laughs> a few figures in there. Maybe me and you should run <laughs> in government. Maybe me and you, Sean, we should be in government. We could call we'd us. We'll be doing
1: well now. <laughs> yeah. we, do we, I think I the think country would be doing well if we were. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 but it's not an ambition of mine, I can tell you. Absolutely. No problem at all. Sean, I keep advising the government. But anyway.
0: Thank you very much indeed and I appreciate so you coming thank on Thank you here. for having me on the programme. More than
1: happy. Thanks, Niall. There Bye you go. Bye-bye. Dr. Sean bye-bye. Healy,
0: uh, the CEO of Social Justice Ireland. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show.